Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into the Sunday Gospels reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Father Rob Gallia. And I'm Danny Sullivan. And this podcast is presented to you by FRG Ministry. Welcome to season three of the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Yay! It is exciting to be here. How are you, Father Rob? I'm well. I'm back in Bendigo after a year a year, year away. <laughs> I don't know. Who, long, who long was time. I recording podcast with last year? Oh well, no, I come here, but it's good. To, I'm I'm here for a while, so I'm I'm actually settling back in in my in my cell in Bendigo. We've even rearranged the office to give you a desk. Yes, that's, that's right. I how get, much I you plan piece, on being here? <laughs> a piece of a desk, but yeah. it is a real blessing to be here on this very hot day, like crazy, like. Uh, it's in like, like low 40s, I think. So pretty hot in the middle of, well, end of January, actually, aren't we? Yeah. So, so like right in the middle of summer. 42 degrees Celsius. That's yeah. not Fahrenheit. So that's crazy heat. But um, we're blessed yeah. to be able to be here in an air-conditioned room. At exactly. the moment, the air conditioner is off and I'm really sweaty. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit yuck. Um, uh, but 2020, it's going to be a good year. What are you most looking forward to this year? Well, I think one of the things I'm looking forward to is stillness, being here, pacing myself, working on some amazing new projects with FRG Ministry and getting to hang out with you guys and, and drive you crazy. <laughs> and yourself? Yeah, I can't wait to be driven crazy. Mm. Um, no, yeah, work probably we've got this, I don't know, like how much we can say, but last year I had a year long contract to kind of get some groundwork for this huge project that FRG ministry is going to be doing in 2020. And then at the end of the year, it got approved. Praise God. So that's Yay. really exciting. So then this year I just get to work on that project with a little bit of podcast on the side. So I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also going to Europe with Janine, um, my colleague. So I'm pretty excited for that. So it's going to be a big year, big year yeah. of travel, big year of, of, of fun and, and, and project. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be good. Can't wait. Awesome. And so today we're going to um, begin, as you said, season three. It's a time where we're going to talk um, how we're going to restructure this podcast. Well, we asked for feedback. Yeah. And we got about 50-50 people loving season one and people loving season two. So we're combining them. <laughs> so we're going to take the scripture, we're going to take the Sunday gospel readings, yeah. and we're going to expand on those in the context, historical critical method. That's the method we tend to use where we open up the word. So by the time you get to Sunday mass, you actually understand the context of which it was said. And the, the second part will be what? So yeah, and then we'll kind of look at that scripture and see if there's a topic that's relevant to today's culture or whatever it might be that we can take out of that Sunday gospel reading and then focus on that topic. And we might try to get guest speakers like we did in season one nice. to open that up for us as well. Okay, so today what are we talking about? Well, today we've got the scripture for this Sunday, so we're still in ordinary time. And then we're going to look at the topic of gifts and talents. Gifts and talents and how we can use them and discover these gifts in our lives. And yeah. what are gifts? I yeah. don't know. Like <laughs> The scripture is full of gifts. There's spiritual gifts, natural gifts, and we'll talk about that as well. How exciting. It is. But, <laughs> but it is really hot here. I'm, I'm feeling hot. Yeah. we can. Maybe we'll have to have a break so that Father Rob can stand in front of the air con for yes, two yes. minutes and then we'll come back. <laughs> No, we'll, we'll power through. Yeah. It's okay that you're very warm and sweaty. <laughs> I'm very clean sweaty because I just came out of the shower. So 
sorry. Was, it's, it's hard to convince a, a room full of women that, that the sweat is clean. I mean, Janine and I, we're nice and clean. We've got makeup on, done our hair, and then Father and then Rob walks in in a t-shirt sweating. It's very strange. There um, you go. No hugs this morning. No hugs. None. <laughs> But we'll probably just get right into scripture then. I, I guess. think we should. We don't need yeah. to talk about you anymore. <laughs> so this week's gospel reading comes from Matthew. It's Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. A beautiful scripture, a very encouraging scripture. Um, uh, let's put it into context as well. This is a sort of a compliment that Jesus was giving those those people there. When we read the the scripture here, he, Jesus doesn't start off by saying that you, you should be the salt of the earth, but you are the salt of the earth. He's, he's giving them an, a, a massive compliment, saying that you guys uh, keep going, keep doing what you're doing, but try and understand the light and the salt you are to be in the world, you are being in the world. And so he starts off with this analogy, two analogies, one of salt and one of light. And I think another thing to kind of recognize here is that, you know, Jesus was speaking to Jewish people and this was during his Sermon on the Mount. So he said a lot of things right before this is the Beatitudes and then this and then there's a few other things in the next, you know, upcoming in the chapter that he says on this big Sermon on the Mount. But that would kind of jog the memory of the Jewish people about Moses going up the mountain to have this encounter with God and hear this teacher, this, you know, young up and coming man that's telling them all these incredible things and healing people is also on a mountain. So just that imagery as well, I think would have been so powerful to, you know, Jesus knowing who he was speaking to. Yes. So uh, again, rewind context, coming back Mm. to that context is the purpose of Matthew was um, it was written to a Jewish people. And the purpose of it all is all throughout Matthew, um, it, the author is showing that Jesus is greater than Moses. And that's why So um, Moses got the Ten Commandments on a mount. So Jesus is giving the sermon on a mount. Mm-hmm. And so he's giving this authoritative teaching, saying that you are the salt of the earth, the light of the world, while he is on the mount. I think that one interesting thing about season three is that in season two, we just had Luke's gospel. It was all ordinary time. We just got to focus on Luke. He was speaking to Gentiles and, you know, he was a doctor. Whereas in season three, we're going to be going through Lent and then Easter and then up until... I think Pentecost is one of our last episodes for this season. So we're just going to go around to so many gospels and hear so many different, you know, contexts and histories and audiences. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. But that's just for later in the season, just a little heads up. And send us emails. Tell us what you want to know. Tell us Mm. something that you want us to go deeper into. Um, Maybe something you want us to be clearer about. We're more than happy to do this. (laughs) We did have people message me on Instagram all the time and someone messaged me and they're like, you and Father Rob speak very fast. I have to listen to the podcast a few times. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm sorry. We'll slow down. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing. So (laughs) now now I'm starting, I'll have to become conscious. You're fine. I think it was me. 
And sure you have the, was this person Australian? No. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to blame it on the Australian accent. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So salt of the earth, light of the world. Let's talk about salt. So Jesus is saying that you are the salt of the earth. And salt was very, I mean, it, people used to trade in salt. That was the main currency of the time. So to say that you are the salt of the earth was, was a great compliment that they could give. So let's talk about salt. Salt had um, what's considered um, theon. It was considered by by the Greeks um, as something divine, something extraordinary, and for a number of reasons. And so when Jesus was saying, "You are the salt of the earth," he was he was elevating the people and talking about maybe three things that would have been in his mind. The first thing that he would have thought of was purity, that you are the purity of the world. Because, you see, salt was, was seen as, as coming from the ocean, which was pure and clean, and also from the sun, which was pure and natural, you know. And so these two things come together. And he's saying that you are the salt, you are the purest of all things, that Christians are to be an example Catholics are also to be an example of of purity in this world, in the way you speak, in the way you conduct yourself, in the way you think and you reason with the world. So even, for example, James 1.27 says, keep yourself unstained from the world. So Jesus is reiterating the importance of, of purity. And the second thing is that it was considered, and it is, a preservative. So it preserves meat and all these other things, and it keeps them from, you know, going rotten, from going corrupt. And that's what we're called to be. We're called to preserve the world. That's right. And so, again, in context, there were no fridges at the time. There was no ice that they could store things in. There were no eskies or um, what would you call eskies in not Australia? I don't know, but my my brother's fiancé is Kiwi, New Zealand, and she calls it a chili bin. Chili bin. So I don't know what a chili bin is in. The rest of the world, like a cool box. We we call it um, a picnic cooler. Oh, in, that's cute. In, in Europe. So, so this is, uh, we didn't have these, uh, these things. So they used to use salt. They used to get the meat and they used to leave it in salt. And so salt used to preserve things from corruption. As you said, you know, the Christian is to be an anti, to have an antiseptic influence in life. And this is the way we work. That when people are around us, they should find it easier to be pure to be holy, to have healthy conversations, to have healthy thoughts, to be more positive and to be more joyful and to be more in the light. If people are around us and they, they find it easier to sin, easier to get angry, then there might be something wrong. We're not really yet the salt we're called to be. And then the third thing um, is adding flavor. So salt, we still put it on our foods to add flavor. But how does this kind of look in our everyday life? If Christians are called to be the salt and, you know, part of that is adding flavor, what does that look like in our lives? Well, I think being people of flavor is being people who other people want to be like. You know, I want to see a Christian and think, man, I want what they have. I want the joy they have. I want the peace they have. I want to be able to use my gifts confidently like they do. But very often, in reality, it's not always like that. Sometimes Christians by the world are seen as the most 
boring and the most less exciting, but, but it's not about um, doing what we want when we want it. It's, but it's about preserving and, and, and adding flavor through the peace and the joy and the kindness that we bring in this world and using our talents for the transcendent, not to glorify ourselves, but to lift to something and someone greater than ourselves, which is so refreshing, which is so flavorsome for a world in, in need of, of the transcendent. So we're trying to find virtuous flavor in our lives. Exactly. And, um, something that somebody wants. Something's, yeah. So add, we're to add this, this flavor, this flavor, this flavor which we steal from heaven and bring to earth. You know, we have, a, we have an ingredient that nobody else on this world has, and that is the love of God transcendent love of God. That's so much like just in there. And that's only the first half of this sermon that Jesus was giving. Like that's just the first little paragraph. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But Mm -hmm. then he goes on about, you know, being the light of the world and a city on a hill cannot be hidden. So he really did want to get across that we are called to, you know, not only do we have this salt and, you know, we, we're called to purity and to preserve and to add flavor, but also that we're called to then be a light to the world. Yes. And once we have this flavor, don't keep it to yourself. Mm. Let the world taste, let the world see, let the world know um, the, w- what we have. And this is where maybe eventually we'll talk about gifts. Our light needs to be seen um, by others. It's a, a, a light is also a guide. It guides people um, to be a good example, like we're talking about, you know, being um, th- this flavor in the world, being preservative. But also a light is also a warning like a light when you have a, what do you call those? When they're in the ocean, so the uh, lighthouse, uh, lighthouse, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they're they're warning that hey, if you keep going this way, if you don't heed to the light, you're gonna hit the rock. So, um, so the importance as well of being th- this guide of truth in the world, not judgmental, you know, with love, mm-hmm. but being this guide, this, this truth, this voice of truth in the world. Fun fact. My primary school, St. Mary's Maroopina, it was great. I loved it. Our school motto was let your light shine. Ooh. I know. And I, n- I never really understood why until I was like in grade six. I was like, oh, that's where it comes from. <laughs> I just this- spent six years going, oh, no, I'm just going to let this light shine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important to understand. But I suppose grade six is when you can, when you can understand these things. Yeah, it was hard to explain to a five-year-old. Awesome. Exciting. Now we're going to go into the second part of the podcast. Do, do we have a, like a, a, a jingle? Can you sing for us? <laughs> we need a jingle. Oh, okay. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. There yeah. you go. And anyone wanting to hire Danny as a singer? Uh, just uh, contact hello at frgministry.com. <laughs> <laughs> Janine's inbox will be inundated. Yeah, that's right. Be careful. <laughs> I, um, I've, I've refused you on my recordings a few times. For nine years. <laughs> nine years. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. Well, It's okay. It's about discovering the gifts that we have. Oh, which is a great segue because <laughs> we'll find out that my gift is not singing. So the topic. Me. Well, um, this week we're going to look at gifts and talents, you know, um, being the salt and then letting our light shine. What does that look like in every one of our lives? Because we're all unique. We all have different gifts and talents. And how do we discover those? How do we let them shine? And how do we use them for the glory of God? Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit. Uh, There's a scripture verse that when I was thinking about this, studying for it and praying with this is 1 Peter 4.10, um, which says this, each one should use whatever gift or he, he or she has to serve others, to, to use these gifts 
um, faithfully and to administer God's grace in many forms. Now, this might sound complicated, like uh, I, maybe half didn't even understand what, what I was saying there. But in the scripture, we see the, the, the need for discovering our, our gifts, for the re- need to, the responsibility to use our gifts, but also to use these gifts not to glorify ourselves, but to advance the grace of God in this world. And I love something that's mentioned in that scripture that you pointed out because it links to something that I kind of reflected on in my own like separate study, um, and that's that we should serve others. So in Romans 12 um, verse 5, St. Paul says, In Christ we, though many, form the body, and each member belongs to all the others. Mm. So that's the body of Christ, and we're all part of this body of Christ on earth, and we belong to each other. Therefore, my gifts belong to the rest of the church. That's right. You know, it's like being that light on the hill. We can't keep them hidden, and they're called to serve others. Like one person that I was reflecting on in this study was Mother Teresa. She had the gift of hospitality and caring, and she would have done that faithfully and joyfully her whole life, but she allowed it to be seen and that changed so many more lives because more people wanted to get involved and get on board or kind of understand why she was doing what she was doing so she used her gifts to serve this body of Christ but also wasn't afraid to be that city on a hill that light to be seen but she did that in humility and in love and with joy and just with you know dedicated service to give back to the kingdom of God and to just give all the glory that she got from her works back to God. And I think this is so beautiful. Like it was such a natural gift, hospitality. There's Mm. nothing extraordinary about the, the gift of hospitality, but it was, it was the way she served, the generosity with which she served in that gift that made it extraordinary, which made it um, beautiful and, and, and divine in a sense. And this maybe we can talk quickly about the, the type of gifts because there are natural gifts that we have, like for example, even singing, pu- singing public speaking, the hospitality. All these are natural gifts that we can have. But then there are the in in one I think one Corinthians twelve talks about the supernatural gifts like the gift of tongues, the gift of um, prophecy, the gift of, of of interpreting the gift of tongues, and so on and so forth. These are supernatural gifts which we all have if we live in the spirit. We have some of these if we live in the spirit. The difference between the natural gifts and the supernatural gifts is that the supernatural gifts are heavily, uh, if not entirely, dependent on a life lived in the spirit, while the natural gifts are those gifts which um, we can use with or without God, but grace builds upon nature. God uses these gifts to develop, to build grace within the kingdom of God. So I can sing, and um, many people can sing, but not many people can draw people to the heart of God through their singing. Not many people can bring about the healing of God through singing. And so God takes this natural gift and, and, and puts his divine touch on these things. And, and that grace builds upon nature for the building and the kingdom in the kingdom of God. And another thing um, with, you know, that singing, for example, is that natural gift, like everyone has different natural gifts. And that's, you know, the beauty of all being able to share our gifts in the body of Christ. So Father Rob, you can sing, 
But if you sing and if your singing gives glory to God, there needs to be an audience for that. Yes. And, you know, if someone is prophetic and they can speak out, you know, the truth of God and what God wants to speak, there also needs to be an audience for that. If someone is has the gift of healing, there needs to be someone to be healed. So all our gifts need to be used to serve others and we need to be able to receive others' gifts as well. And that's the beauty of having this body of Christ. Like, I don't know, I'm just thinking, for example, how you can use natural gifts is that, you know, we have events with youth and whatnot, and I'm never on the stage. And I love never being on the stage, but I'm like on the side of stage with a headpiece that like on, and I've got this big running sheet and highlighters and pens. And Father Rob, if you had to do that job. Oh, I'd be terrible. Yeah. I think it, it would, would be, I'd drive everyone crazy and, and yeah, I'd probably end up in a all on the floor somewhere. Yeah. But if I had to get on stage, I'd just get up and say bad jokes for like 20 <laughs> minutes and then be like, well, that was that. Bye guys. <laughs> so it wouldn't work. <laughs> so it's true. It's about using our natural gifts mm. for others, but it is for others. It's not mm. for ourselves. But in the process, sometimes we do get compliments. We do get thanked. We do um, get in a sense glorified, you know, for our gifts. And that's okay. Chill. Don't walk away from your gift just because you get compliments. Don't walk away from your gift just because people think you're awesome and that you're, you're good at what you do. In your heart, give glory to God. When someone tells me, Father Rob, that was fantastic. I, I love the way you danced. <laughs> <laughs> has, has anyone ever said that to you? No. Okay. <laughs> but uh, If they did. <laughs> if they did, hypothetically speaking, I, I would say, I'd say, that's fantastic. Thank you. But in my heart, you know what I say? I say, thank you, Jesus. And I, I give all glory to him. And so it's okay to, to, what I'm saying is it's okay to receive some of the glory as long as you don't keep the glory, transfer it back in your heart to God. So let's talk about gifts um, quickly in the context um, of the scripture, or even today's scripture. First of all, that every single person who is in God's grace has gifts. You have spiritual gifts, but you also have natural gifts. But the thing is, this is the second thing that we have the responsibility to discover what our gifts are and then to use them. But before we use them, we have to discover them. And how, how do we do that? Well, I'd say the first thing is prayer. Just uh, Pray about your gifts. Ask God to reveal your gifts, especially if they're spiritual gifts, you know, like the gift of healing, the gift of, of prophecy, all of these. Ask God to reveal these gifts to you and through prayer. Um, and the second thing is affirmation. Um, ask people around you, what do you think my gifts are? And people, no, I'm not telling you go and do a vox pop on the street, what do you think my gifts are? But people you love and trust, your family, people around you, people within your Christian, your Catholic community. So I can't do an Instagram poll? No. <laughs> well, you can. But actually, if, if you have good followers and people, like not fans, so to speak, um, then yes, uh, that's good. Thanks. So ask people around you, ask the community. That's the responsibility of the community to discover your gifts and to encourage you to use them. And the third thing is experimentation. Use your gifts and the community will respond. For example, you thought you had the gift of singing. You, saw, you sang and nobody responded. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just in a not great way. No, no, they did. I, I think you actually do sing well. I've just never Thank really you. given you a chance. But, well, and I yeah. won't. <laughs> no joke. Maybe. I don't know. He's not joking. He will not give me a chance. But this is, 
experimentation. Use your gifts. There are many times that I, I used my gifts and it wasn't my gifts. For example, I don't know, dancing. I tried dancing and then it was just caused more embarrassment than entertainment. So I stopped doing it. When it came to sp- public speaking, I, I, I kept speaking and I kept failing, but I kept doing it. I kept doing it. And just because you fail doesn't mean you don't persevere in it. Okay. So develop, when you have a gift, you have a responsibility to develop that craft, to work on that craft, whether it's spiritual gift or a natural gift, which upon which grace builds, you still have a responsibility to learn and to develop this gift. And that requires two things. Yeah. So I guess the first thing would be time. You know, you can't just kind of wake up one morning and be super talented or gifted in one area. Mm. If you're going to develop something, you need to persevere and you need to be disciplined and just, you know, and just put in the time to kind of develop that. And yes, like playing guitar, for example, I used to rehearse two, three hours a day. Um, and singing, I went into singing lessons and I, I really put in a lot of work to develop my craft. And the second thing is mentorship. Find people who are better than you in the gift that you think you're discerning. Um, and look them up on YouTube, learn from them and surround yourself with them so that you can grow in these gifts. This, this is what gifts and talents are. They are supernatural, but they are natural with which grace can build upon as well. And we've all got unique ones. We're used, we're called to use them for the body of Christ, to serve others and to do that joyfully and give all the glory back to God, but also not to hide our gifts. We're called to be that city on a hill, that light for the world. So that's it for episode one of season three. Thank you so much for joining us again. We know it's been a bit of a long break, but we're so excited to be back in the studio recording and sharing this with you. And we would love to hear from you. Um, If you're excited for season three, if you're a bit wary, if you've got some advice, anything like that, please reach out. We love hearing from you. If we speak too fast, definitely let us know and I'll try to change my accent. Um, But until then, you can reach us on social media, catholicinfluences underscore on Instagram or figministry.com forward slash podcast. Or you can also email us podcast at figministry.com. But until next time, God bless.